It's Wildy. Welcome to part two of LTWB, otherwise known as Leave the World Behind, YOD, here with my brothers, Dwayne, Brent. And um, I, I just want to say this. Uh, we talked about it a little offline, but I, I went back and watched this movie this morning because I wanted to be as accurate as possible uh, with, with, what, with what it was I was watching um, to make sure that everything that I saw, everything that I heard, I could actually pause and jot down some notes to talk about it so I can get more in depth in the thought. Uh, and, and last time we did a good job, I feel, of discussing a lot of the other key players, but we didn't really get to jump in the roles. So we're going to do that today. But even before we get into the roles aspect, I just wanted to call out a couple of things that I noticed. And I want to ask you guys if you noticed it. And then if you did notice it, what did you think about it? So the first thing, uh, we talked a lot about Amanda, a lot about Julia Roberts' character. Uh, one of the things that I did not realize is at the very beginning, once they got to the house um, that they were renting and she told Clay she was going to run to the grocery store, there was a song playing and it was an old, sound like uh, a very much one of those songs from, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to get disowned from my Detroit people. Um, Motown? Motown. Yes, thank you. Jesus. You're welcome, brother. <laughs> but yeah, it sounded very much like that Motown era music she was listening to. And it was just playing while they were in the house. But then when she got into the car, they made it as if the audio was also playing in the car. I thought that was interesting because Clay wanted her to come down, cheer up, play some... I'm sorry, um, GH wanted to play some music for her. He was all about that jazz. She was like, no, sir. She went and found the Young People music and found a next album. And was like, now this... Sounds like something you could dance to mm. or looks like something you could dance to. And I thought that was interesting because first episode we did on this, we uh, talked a lot about, uh, as I call them, the zombies, the distraction, about the racial barriers. But I'm like, I, I don't really feel as much as the racial barrier. And then I got to thinking, well, maybe she has a thing for the brown. And it just got me to thinking about that um, because of how easily the two of them came together. Now, granted, a lot of stuff was going on that was crazy, but the fact that they got as close as they got, and if cooler heads didn't prevail, we don't know what happened. So first, I wanted to ask you guys, if you peeped that with those two songs, and if the idea of her kind of being down with the brown ever popped into your mind. Initially, yes. That's that's one of the first things that popped. Because whenever I hear, whenever, I don't know what, if maybe it's just the ethnicity in me. Uh -huh. But when I see um other other uh, other people enjoying our music you know like really enjoying it like listening to the words the melodies and it, you can see it it fills them with joy that brings me happiness you know what i'm saying i mean maybe that's some a weird thing but i don't know just a my own just taking pride in my own people's music right their art so uh with that being said i i saw that so that was my first oh i like her from the jump i was like okay and then I started noticing, I'm like, oh, she reminds me of a lot of people that I know that it's just they they're comfortable and and and, and they really they, they they truly in their heart feel they don't have a bias until something slaps them in the face and they realize, damn, where the fuck did that come from? I don't feel like that's not me. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, I'm not that kind of person. 
And then he started realizing this fucked up ass world and, and triggered me to think in a certain way. And that helps them open their eyes though for the future because now they go they go through the world with a different lens. But it takes that slap in the face moment. And that's what I, when I watched it for like a fifth and sixth time, I started seeing it a little bit more. It's like, hey, it's, it's, it's honestly showing, you know, the bi the biases is just natural in a, in a time of crisis because I'm, I've been hardwired to think that way. But I've also trained myself to not want to be that. And why am I like just, and she even said it, why did I react to, why did I go back to that? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I think they gave you the context clues and they, and they made people like start to build a, a, an, an idea of who that character is. Yep. And then, and, and, and made you, and not made you, but you chose to take actions in a crisis that, that a person does and start to define them by that and not and not give them the opportunity to find their humanity going back to that word humanity but find their love for people again you know what i'm saying or their that openness i guess i was I would, I, I would try to phrase it more but i mean that was it's a pop people keep i've heard people say this they, they don't like the movie now and it's starting to piss me off because i'm just like i don't know what there is just so many layers to this that yeah. is good I'm saying like really good to talk about and really just kind of open up and open your eyes to see for, for the future. So, so I, saw, I know you got something. Yeah, I got some, <laughs> I got something. I have two separate thoughts about this topic. Um, the first one is Brent, I agree 100% with what you just said. Um, the way that I kind of internalized it and took it was more from a perspective of, Hey, she was thinking and actually acting the way that she felt she was supposed to when things are okay. And then when things get real, which depending on where you are in life in this situation, in this, this scenario, I think her real was the world's about to end or I don't know what's going on. And she's like, why am I like this? And she started questioning it. But that was more internal. You saw some of it on camera. Most of it was not displayed until they got into a setting with this just them by themselves and she felt yep. a little bit more comfortable that so yeah brent 100 i love what you just said is spot on the other thought that i had was and this is me trying to bring more perspective to it is you remember the people who influenced this movie and produced it now i want you to think about gh and we talked about his level of polish this is before at the end of part one that's when I found out through Brent, thank you, that the Obamas had something to do with this movie. So I had no idea about that uh, at, at, while we recorded part one. Now I'm looking at it from the idea or the perspective of when I think about GH, I think about his mannerisms, his professionalism, his approach, his polish. And then I think about what people would see from a perception of uh, former president or you want to say President Barack Obama, right? You don't take president off once you become. So President sure. Barack Obama and that level of approach that he had and the perception associated with him. And then I think about one time in particular where I saw, a lot of people don't remember this, a lot of people don't even know this because they didn't pay attention, but I saw Michelle Obama very upset. And it was at Nelson Mandela's funeral. And I saw a white lady sit next to Obama 
and she had the biggest smile on her face. Seemed like it might have been some flirtatious uh, passes, you know, so whatever type of conversation. But I could tell you that Michelle Obama was extremely upset about it. And from there, what I thought about it from the approach was Michelle Obama knows. And she's letting me know because I've seen this look growing up in a black home and being around black women. <laughs> I've seen this look before. So Michelle Obama knew exactly what that was. And it was more like, hey, I know that I'm probably not supposed to be associated with this or have some, some of these biases. However, this is a certain attraction that I have. And Obama was like, hey, let's bring this into the movie. That's my thought. That's my second thought. I don't know, I could be wrong, but I think it's also, a certain element showing the world without really saying it, what he had to deal with on his political climb. I'm done. You you know, that is a crazy, crazy sidebar, but I love it. And, and I'll tell you why I love it real quick. And then I jump back into this. I, and this is where I, I kind of failed as a researcher. I still have not dug in to see to what capacity the Obamas were involved. But to your point, there are other aspects. I was watching the movie and I, I thought to myself, hmm, I wonder if, because it felt like it came from a very specific place, uh, like, like the way they kind of set up a scene or a scenario. It's like, this feels very familiar. I wonder if, you know, so I'm, I'm asking myself some of those same type of questions. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, well, I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I, I got to put a pin in that for right now. But there's a second piece to that when we start talking about um, black and white interracial couples and people kind of commingling that I think also is very fitting of what you just said, Dwayne. So I, I'm going to get there, but I, I got to put a pin in that because I don't want to get ahead of myself. So here's here's another thing that we kind of touched on just a little bit and I got to bring it back up. So this time I went back and I watched the movie and I paid very close attention to Ruth. Uh, the reason I wanted to play, pay more close attention is because it was a couple of times I saw, I felt like she was dressed inappropriately, even for she being a young adult with there being children in the house, another woman's husband in the house, her father in the house. I thought that some of the outfit choices were a little risque. So I went and I paid attention and the two most modest outfits were the, the red dress we introduced, she was introduced as wearing and then the outfit she was wearing with her and Amanda when they were not looking for Rose. Number one, I don't think there was a scene in the movie where she had on a bra. That's number one. Number two, she went from wearing the two piece, the real small two piece where Buddy was stealing pics to putting on like some lingerie sitting on the couch waiting for a dad. And I just thought that is so interesting. What, I don't have an answer for this. So I'm just throwing it out there to y'all. What message is being sent with this? Because for Joel, just Joel specifically right here, I thought that was very inappropriate based on who she was around. Now, had it been just her and her father, I, for people who do or don't believe there's something that Louis Farrakhan talks about often. He talks about the way you dress in front of your siblings and your and your father or mother. There's a level of appropriateness that needs to be there. So certain thoughts, ideas never can even come into your mind or shouldn't. 
because you are not adding to it with those type of behaviors. So for me, that's always been problematic. But I want to ask y'all, did y'all pay attention to her outfit choices? Why do you think that were the cho- those were the choices for her outfits? And what did you feel about it? Dwayne, I'll, I'll let you start on this one. Uh, yeah, good, good way. Um, so initially, uh, when I saw the outfit, I, I felt like, you know, the, the red dress, it, it actually made me question the relationship of GH and, and Ruth. I didn't know that that was his daughter, or I at least didn't view her as his daughter when the pair showed up um, initially. Um, learning that there was two different ways that I looked at it. One, I don't know for certain that that's, I look at that home, that area is a main, is a vacation home. And I think that that's what I think about it. Maybe they're on vacation. I don't know, man. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm actually at right. a loss. So I'm going to come in and I'm going to use logic. I'm going to use logic first. That's a beach house. That's a summer vacation home. So any clothes that she has there is most likely going to be booty shorts, which when, girls, I mean, this think about the, the day and age. Maybe we don't raise, I don't raise my daughter to wear anything that she'll go anywhere near her booty cheeks, period. Like, And her mom is the same way. But a lot of these girls, especially on that coast, you know, like that's a normal thing. That with a, a one piece top and they go into the beach. So, all of her attire from the situation and what what remember they were in new york city so that that property isn't something that they're normally going to be at if anything she has clothes there it's going to be that type of attire right so that's one thing for some of the short shorts and all these other things um and then it doesn't it doesn't put the excuse to like the lingerie weirdy things and you know being like just like when she was talking to clay didn't she have on a hoodie though when she out by the fire pit a hoodie and some shorts. No, no, she didn't have. One oh, she hoodie. had a t- tank top. Was it tank top? Tank top. And it shorts? was like a like a tank tee. It wasn't like a full tank, like straps. Because yes, I thought, because who got cold? I thought he gave her the hoodie or something. I don't know, remember. But you're right though, because it was just it was her her outfits were. I think the the one thing they were showing with the no bras is that women empowerment. I mean, I know women that just don't freedom. What what they, what did they say? Not free to titties. It's like free to girls. Free the nips or whatever it is, and you know, hey, I'm look, man. I think the mindset of being framed because this is something my girl brought this up to me the other day. Um, good example, right here. We're we're of an older generation. Do y'all remember that old movie Porky's from back in yeah. the day? It's an old white yeah. movie, kind of like like kind of like Revenge of the Nerds, same kind of yeah. thing mentality. It's so it's so easy, even from then and to now, to show full frontal female nudity. But it was rare, risque, considered wrong to show a male genitalia. But you can show bush and and badge all day long and breast. But dudes, you know what I'm saying? You like it was very, very next level to show a man's genitalia. And the and the understanding behind that, you know, what I'm saying that that type of brainwashing mentality, but makes us think that something's wrong with seeing some nipples. Like it's, I have nipples. When when I wear tight T-shirts, my nipples show. 
Don't nobody get offended. But if a girl's nipples, it's a problem. They're the same thing. I've seen fat dudes with titties and they have nipples that get cold and the shit look like breasts. No one gets mad. No one says, oh, man, look at his nipples out. What's wrong? Why ain't he got a bra? No one says that. That sounds, to me, it's like crazy. So like that part, I'm like, oh, I'm okay with. Like that's just, that's, that's, that's society moving forward and not putting restrictions and trying to make, you know what I'm saying, a woman's body be something that's literally a mystery or almost covet coveting it to a to a weird like putting on a pedestal type shit I'm i actually got my my thought back thank you for jumping in so i can get my thought fully out man um yeah I, I really appreciate that um so the way that i i look at it more so building on the beach house piece and i think that that's the thing that i kind of i didn't really understand i looked at it more of that was their step away home and even with that i'm gonna give you some perspective really quickly my mother she dresses very conservative and she's visited me in certain places where i've been i've had the luxury of staying and living one being las vegas and one being in in central florida with that being the case in Las Vegas, it can get up to 115 degrees. Excuse me. So when she was there, she showed up with pants fully covered. And I'm like, mom, it gets hot here in the summer. I need you to come with me. We're going to go to the store and we're going to get you some shorts. She doesn't even recognize the word shorts. She calls them short pants. Okay. Because all she knows is shorts. I mean, well, all she knows is like pants, like really long leg covering up everything. And then she came a week before my dad was going to arrive at this time. She was like, my dad is not going to approve of her having shorts and short pants. So it comes from a different time. But keep in mind, I said, mom, you're on vacation. I want you to enjoy yourself and I want you to feel free. And then when I took her out to see, after she got the shorts, actually when we were purchasing the shorts, where there were women that was older than her that had on Dukes, that had on like very revealing clothes. And why? It's and not in a nasty way. They took care of themselves, you know? They, they were put together. I'm not going to do them like that. But what I'm trying to say is, depending on the situation, the attire is accepted where you are and i'm going to be honest with you if you're away from the world if you're on vacation you're enjoying yourself i would only expect you to have a handful of those things to enjoy yourself the challenge comes in is when we look at this from the eye and this is what i would say we look at this from the eye of well there now there's people around what do you wear and keep in mind those people are in her home Right. So those are also like our thoughts and processes where we're like, okay, if these people are in our house. What do we wear? But I have the same thought for my family to wear my dad. Brent, let me know if, if you feel anything different. But our father would walk around our home when we were younger and he would walk around in nothing but his drawers. And if his we house. had company, and we had company, okay, we had company come over, 
and, and then we were like, hey, man, you know, you about to embarrass us or whatever the case. He like, this is my house. My house. Right. And That's Ruth crazy. repeatedly, repeatedly communicated the idea that, hey, why are we staying in the basement in our house? So she was like, hey, I'm comfortable in my element. My house. This is my element. This is my yeah. house. So from that perspective, I'm going to go ahead and apply Ruth on that. Hey man, give Ruth her flowers, bro. So, so I, I'm gonna say this because again, I, we got to get to Rose, uh, just to kind of put my finishing touches on this part of it. Um, I, I love conceptually what you guys are saying. The only challenge is for me, um, one, if I walked around at uh, elementary school and I'm going extreme for just a second here with some some underwear, real revealing tight underwear, everybody would have a problem with that. So I, I hate how we try to, it's, and, and Dwayne, we talked about this so many times, but the guardrail to guardrail, that's my problem is that, why does it have to be a free the nipple or free the print? Joel's basic principles is morals, integrity, character, accountability, humility, simple as that. Without those five things, there's always going to be something questionable that comes up in your background. Um, the other thing I also agree with hey you're in my house so if you don't like it but then for me at the flip side is then why am i even letting somebody in my house so that again there's always so many variables to these types of conversations which makes them so good because i don't think there's a right or wrong answer i think it's a based on who it is and i love the example you gave like with your mother and your father because if your mother if that was the situation if she was okay with that What's the problem? If another woman is in a situation and they have a different agreement, what's the problem? Uh, my wife and I have a business working with families specifically. And I remember I ran into a lady. She told me that her and her husband were swingers. And she's like, I don't know if our lifestyle would fit with what you guys are doing. And it messed me up in the moment. I sat there quiet and I was like, no, it, no, it's fine. But in reality, I was like, these other folks that are part of this will probably have a huge problem because they're trying to put a label on what a marriage is as opposed to two people identifying what they want their situation to be. So I love the job that you brought that up because that's a great, great point that people I don't think think about enough. Um, another question. Why? Why do you guys why do you guys? Well, first I'm say this, Brent. I don't know if you wanted to throw something in right there. Why you guys? That was good way in it. Okay, okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. Um, but but one thing that also stuck out to me is GH and Amanda were together alone a long time. Ruth and Clay were together a long time. Why didn't they look for each other or? Why was it not kind of made to feel like they were wondering where the other was? Why do you think they that was added into that? Because that's something that we as normal people would be like, wait a minute, you sitting around with this man's wife or you sitting around with this man's daughter. Why do y'all think that was? Yeah, I I'm gonna take it to curiosity. In a situation and just from, just looking at it from a military standpoint, when things go haywire, mm -hmm. um immediately you wanna be with somebody that's familiar to you but then once you get into a setting and you have to be around different people 
you kind of want to almost in, I don't want to use the word interrogate, but you you want to question and get to know the character of the other person immediately. Like so people do. If you watch any 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 um game or like you know like uh study like when they put people together you know once they people find somebody who looks like them or is you know similar backgrounds or something and then once they kind of get into that initial stage you know and kind of get comfortable then they start to see the other people and start picking their stuff especially when it's small groups you see what i'm saying so i'm not talking about no 50 something people but like eight ten people like you start watching how like they start to like look and see who who the threats are for them you know what i'm saying like it's not it's a survival tactic almost type of thing so you're not because if it's just because gh and his daughter could have sat there together in the basement the entire time you know what i'm saying figuring out what they got to figure out let them stay upstairs switch it around say hey guys this is our house y'all rental is over you can stay here if you want go downstairs figure out your shit we upstairs we'll bring y'all some food if y'all want y'all can go out and grab shit y'all figure it out whatever y'all can stay here y'all can't you know what i'm saying like they could have been as easily as that but human nature is to try to like figure it out together but then to know who i can figure it out with and i think that's what they were kind of doing and it's it's only two parties in this situation because it's clay amanda gh and you know what i'm saying uh and ruth because the kids they don't they don't really count no one gives a shit about them per se so I think that's why I think that's why someone does that. I know from a psychological standpoint, I, th I think I've read that somewhere too. It's, just, it's like human nature to try to like look at, see who the threats are, what allies and threats. So you got to get to know that person. So naturally they're going to split up because you notice they tried with Ruth and Amanda and it was always chaotic. You know, that negativity. That's a dope point because when you flip it, when stuff actually got done, it was Amanda and Ruth with the yeah. deer. And then it was yeah. Clay and uh, yeah. GH getting the medicine for Archie. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's an interesting spin. Yeah. So if you look at it, I'm saying the dynamic switch. And you look at, if we think just human nature and how we get to know people and how we get through stuff, we have to, that norming, forming, state, forming, norming, all that's those stages we go through. They all went through at their own pace, you know what I'm saying, within each other. So they were able to, then you have to go through that phase where you're fighting each other before you can come through, where you can defend each other. They both kind of, kind of did that at, at some point. Not so much GH and Clay. Clay just has a different, he's more of a, I don't, he's like a flexor man because he's just so yeah he's like he's uh what's that you ever seen a movie uh hangover the, the third or second one when they go to japan he's like he's like joe you know you feed joe to like babies and and old people <laughs> that's what clay kind of was bro he's like yeah like, right, I'll, I'll say this though about clay and gh i think they actually have rapport from the beginning Natural. He believed him. Right. You know, so they didn't need to spend time together, even though they did. Right. And GH was about to shoot his neighbor, you know, to, to help out. Right. So you think about that, that they had a natural rapport there. So I, I don't think it really needed to be too much time outside of getting stuff done, which no. that's which what happened. And they, and they yeah. got it done like easily. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't even an issue. It was just the more. It was a separation. I think it was important for each of them to have their own thing. 
in yeah. their own moments um to know who you can trust who who's going to go into 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 situation with you when if shit continues to get worse because right now you want to build some type of ally the worst thing is to go into a situation with if they were to split up in a four and twosome they're all dead like in this situation your best chance is to be as much of a force you can six versus a hundred is better than four versus a hundred or two versus a hundred i'll say this too um really this is the way that you know, from a leadership standpoint this is my takeaway i think you can definitely have and create a great team atmosphere by spending time with the team but you're going to get down to some of the the root agreements and disagreements and understandings of that person and common i'll just say this common de denominators with one-on-one -on -one time and that's Hell how yeah. you forge relationships so i think that that piece right there if i had to zoom out and say when you think about the scenario the situation in life we're all going through certain crises. it may be a small crisis maybe a large crisis but we're all going through something that we don't really communicate to everybody and you may wonder hey why does this person like this this person's a little weird or whatever the case may be but spending time with that individual in a one-on-one -on -one setting you'll, you'll see that you actually can really build a relationship based off of some of your common denominators and i think that they brought that to it even though it probably wasn't said or communicated if i had to zoom out that's what i think the the point they were really trying to bring home I like that I do too. Well said, brother. So, so check this out, then. Check this out. Um, because before we get into Ruth, I have, I mean, sorry, before we get into Rose, I have one more Ruth question. Um, let me see, how do I want to frame this? Going back initially to the conversation about race, and remember again, I, I kept referring to it as the zombie, the distraction in The Walking Dead. It was people versus people was the true fight. Ruth said something that was very interesting to me when she was talking to GH, she was saying, you know, basically like, hey, when when this hits the fan, giving away trust easily is not the best idea. She said, especially to white people. That was the first time in the movie, specifically black and white was brought up. It was actually it was the very first time. Yeah. And then right after that, she said, even mom would agree with me and immediately i was like that's such a weird thing to say unless mom is just like this super middle of the road you know? mom was a mom was a lawyer right for a corporate lawyer no she was a um what she, art, what dealer. Was she? art dealer art dealer yeah. art dealer which is very which is in her profession and something for her to say that about her mom like in that profession because mm -hmm. she deals with primarily caucasian clients most likely Middle Eastern, of course, some of that, uh, maybe some Asian, but mostly affluent. probably Caucasian. Affluent, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Affluent, affluent clientele, but yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's heard some stories, seen some things. Well, let yeah. me throw, let me throw a curveball at you. I'm ready for what? it. And I'm going to, I'm going to respond. Let me go first after this curveball. Go ahead. So what I immediately thought was, oh my God, what if Maya was white? Hold just on. looking at Okay. Right there. We okay. never saw a picture. Um, I, I'm trying to give it to you, right? <laughs> and even 
he would agree or think about his his parents, right? He probably got the game. I'm just telling you from that perspective, that's the type of things that I look at those certain level of influences. Mm-hmm. But I'm I gotta go back and watch way. that movie. No, no, no. I have to go back and watch it again. I gotta try to find something of um of, of mom's, either a ring, some shoes. Uh, a picture. A, 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 no, I don't. There, there were no pictures. I, I, I looked numerous times. There were no photos because they yeah. put the photos down because it was a rental. Um, but they did have clothes there. So sometimes cross colors, certain things, you know, what I'm saying like date back to like college or something that maybe she kept in the in the vacation home when she would just maybe her and her girls would go there or something like that so i gotta go back and gotta go back and look because it's probably i want to see because that that'll be very interesting what because with ruth's complexion her hair it's it's like Araya. when Araya gets a tan she's kind of like ruth you know what i'm saying her hair starts to get that curl when she had the curly hair before she started doing i mean so that would and then and like I said, even mom would agree because when a woman has, when a, when a Caucasian woman has a black child and really dives into black culture and sees what their, what their kids go through, I'm telling you, it has an awakening in a good, in a real woman, a real mom. You know what I'm saying? Because they realize they can't experience it but through their child. And that experience is, even though no matter how much it hurts them, they know it hurts their child more. And that just, that kills a mother. He was a father so i could see that i mean that's a really good point Wayne. good job i mean hey, could, could take your no, shot you're, you're perfect because um you know i'm i'm gonna give you a situation and i'm not speaking from experience i think that there are some individuals that can but uh during the midst of the pandemic and the anti-racist movement at the peak of it when george floyd happened i was part of a group at work and, and that's actually uh, through some of the work that I did. It, me and Joe actually partnered up. It was, it was part of a, a group at work that held certain forums for people to talk about their experiences and what was going on and just try to like bring people together. And I remember vividly that a, a white lady actually wanted to speak out about what was happening. And she started crying as she was speaking because in essence, she had built her career off relating to her white counterparts, her her white colleagues. But she was crying because this is the first time she's about to reveal that she cannot go through this anymore. And she's sad to see what's happening because her children are black. And so she was, when I talked to her, she was crying out for two reasons. One, and she looked at it like it was career suicide because it's the first time people are going to know that <laughs> her children are black. And then two, as she's speaking out and she's talking about these things because she knows what her kids have to go through. So seeing the anti-racist stuff, well, the, the push for anti-racism was her first time to really be able to talk about it publicly. And she did it at work. So understanding that, now, when you think about what Joe asked and the question that he framed up, but even mom would know is because that reality and that conversation that I had with that lady on that forum 
she's talking twofold. She's like, yeah, it hurts me because I can do nothing to support. I can't even really say I know what they're going through because I'm part of the problem, even though I'm not part of the problem, right? I'm assumed part of the problem. And then for me saying this, you have to know it's serious because I'm pretty much cutting off any upward mobility that I have at this company Killing because I've been working here for a while and nobody knew this until this conversation. Yeah. Prime example, something very similar. When I was in the military at my first duty station, one of my really good friends, I'm gonna put her name out there. I think it changed already anyway. Stephanie, um, she, when she got there, so it's me, my boy Delaney and her, we all got to the same base from tech school. We were all friends in tech school. So we were excited to get there, right? Delaney's mixed, light-skinned nigga with freckles. Like Stephanie's Caucasian from Kansas City, Missouri. The base is right outside of Missouri, right? Um, my black ass is from Nashville, Tennessee. By the way of Dominica. So I got that little thing in me, you know what I'm saying? Just come up there and the way they treated me and Delaney versus the way they treated Stephanie was crazy. I mean, she was the golden child. Could come in late, take long lunches, leave early. They just boosted her up, loved her, loved her, loved her, loved her. This went on about two years, bro. You know, when they found out that her husband was black, all that shit switched. She became one of us. Me and D was like, ah, welcome to the group, nigga. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, it, yeah, I know your Facebook. It felt good, bro, because we kept her secret on some real shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? We we knew, we laughed about it. She she laughed too, but we knew it kind of, it ate her a little bit too. You know what I'm saying? It ate her just a little bit. I don't want to say a lot, but a little bit, because she was like, man, I'm really, I was like, yo, benefit off that shit. Because if you benefit, you can help me out down the road. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's keep it smart. Let's play this game all the way through. And she was a real one for that point. But when they found out, bro, like that. Talking about, hey, that they're coming in five minutes late shit? Nope. Paperwork. And it's crazy how quickly that can be in some environments. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and you got to see it. And when you see it, you got to call it out, too. But, you know, we couldn't do that at the time. But, yeah, I feel you on that, man. That's crazy that happened to you, too. That I, I love both of those stories again, man, because the first thing I thought as I asked myself that question, because we say it, people say it all the time, words are important. So you there have you to are. listen to the words that people are actually saying. And when she said that, the first thing I thought was, man, what if her mom is white? What if her mom is the reason why she don't like Amanda? What okay. if there's some stuff she's seen in mom that she sees in other? So it opened up Pandora's box for questions dealing with race. But. Bro, you know what you said earlier about we assume so much and it, it leads us into these wonderful conversations. We are we, we are all assuming yeah. that GH's wife is black, bro. Yes. Because he was so easy. I'm, a lot of black men that, that create black unity and love understand how disciplined this man is as well. If he had a black wife... I, I don't think it would be that easy in a, in a, in a time of crisis of, of black love. The way they talk about he love her and shit, for him just to grab a, a white woman and be like, yeah. I don't. I think it would, it would throw him off a little bit. And I, this is from a black man who I'm putting myself as if I just swore off all white women all, and, and chicken tomorrow. Had to throw a joke up in there. Hope y'all caught that. You know what I'm saying? If I swore all that shit off, you know what I'm saying? And, and I was, you know, hey, 
it was only black women for me. There's a, I don't think when, when the shit hit the fan, I'm sitting here, I'm worried about my wife. I'm worried about, my, I think I'm more, get the fuck out of my house. Like, why y'all in here still? Like, real talk. And so, so I mean, real, he, Ruth might, Ruth's mom might be white. And a white woman's gonna tell her black daughter, don't trust no white man. Until I meet him. And his mama and grandmama and, and, and his aunties. You, you also got to think. You got to think if let's just say her mom is is mixed, right? Let's just say that might be the yeah, case. True. That either way it goes, based off of that statement, let's lean on her mom's family, right? Um, and quite possibly her mom's friends or what her mom might have observed at gh's events mm. some of the shit he was talking about right so you think about and sitting at her home early mm -hmm. and stuff like that so uh, yeah <laughs> hey man look that little girl is hey look we gave ruth ruth was meant to be the mother who was in from the book who was very intellectual you know what i'm saying so that was i think maybe the maybe the distraction was the clothing and the and and the feminism maybe that was what to hide you know what i'm saying that the knowledge and the understanding of human nature behind and the, the depth of the character a little bit but, but man, that's a really good point man not a rose bro can we can we hit on rose i've been yes yes i, I got the, i got the itch man all right so i'm gonna jump this off with the yes. first question and i just wanted to go in I mean, why was rose such a weird little kid. <laughs> I'm curious, bro. That's a whole, that's this whole new generation. They all weird. They weird <laughs> as hell. They weird to us because we don't understand why they are the way they are. Because I don't. I think a lot of parents looking back, man, I ain't raised my kids to be this way. Hell no, nah, bro. <laughs> like I think a lot of us look back like, man, hold on. There was a point where I realized I might have been going left, but I, I switched that up. These motherfuckers just weird. Like I can't help it. They don't want to go outside. I forced them. They tried. I tried. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drag your ass to practice every day, bro. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna do that shit for about a few months. And you trash as hell. And you trash. I gotta pay for football. I gotta pay for soccer. I'm. I'm forcing you to do this shit. Nah, bro. You know what? You better go get on them games. We get get a scholarship. Better get good at it. You better you better get get on one of them dev teams. Like dead ass. You know what I'm saying? Or be super, super, super smart. Cause eighteen come. I don't think you gonna live here. Like that's how we. But that's how we. Cause that's how we were raised. I think most parents. You know what I'm saying? Like didn't like in our generation. I I, I really don't believe this shit. I think it's it's, it's their media and people are telling us some bullshit. Cause people I fuck with, who I who I would like I was raised. They don't, they don't raise their kids differently. So, but I see these weird kids because I think we just did this. Our, some of us just had this knack to still want to be outside. We didn't have the technology and stuff that wanted to keep us indoors. So we, we said, fuck it. You're going to drag us outside. We're going to go outside. We enjoyed it. We found a love for it. Some kids still will. Some kids just definitely won't. They'll be more attracted to this new age shit. And they are. And it's forcing them to be weird because they're, weirdly socially they're just socially awkward they don't certain they develop later mentally 
I think that's what it is. And, and, and it's a whole, it's a really good display of her. She was just lost in the face half of the time. Like we can we can go to the psychological part and wanting and and the longing, all that shit. But let's just look at on the fear on the front. The motherfucker looked lost. Her eyes are damn near cross out half the time. Like she ain't know where she wanted to be in the real world or in or, or in the friends world. And that's because my bad. I, I know I'm going off on a rant right now. She, she, hey, I got I got something for her ass, bro. Sorry, go ahead, wait. No, no, no. I think that, yeah, you was going in. But what what I'll say is that number one, shout out to the the actress. She, she killed, killed it that. because from my perspective, she made me really feel that this individual is weird and truthfully, she going to be the first to go. You know what I mean? That's it. Like, that's just how I felt throughout the whole thing. I said it. Right. I totally agree with the new generation. And I, I think that's also purposely done because you have the certain family dynamic right now where let's just be honest we're in situations right now where it has to be a based off of the economy inflation or whatever the case is unless you're killing it more than likely the majority of the households in america are uh two income households right where two yeah. two parents are working and with that being the case doesn't seem like there's so much time for uh, I don't know like let me take you here let me take you there let me put you in these extracurriculars it's more like these kids are being raised by their phones or their tablets and, and things of that sort and also she doesn't have time to be social because we talked about it in part one mom doesn't like people so she's not going out to try to find friends uh -uh. and situations, but that's uh -uh. what Rose longs for. And yep. you can see it almost in the, from an emotional standpoint, what her face looks like, that she's lonely, but her best friend is this technology and she's addicted to it. Um, so from a social standpoint, outside of communication with her brother, which let's be honest, she had to communicate with them since they, they've known each other for she known she known him yeah. for her whole life. The only one really know, talking to her. Yeah. I don't know what that situation is gonna be like with someone else. So she has showed up as like, hey, the weird kid might be successful later on in life. Obviously, she is she learned enough to navigate through certain situations and, and get to the goal. Yeah. But I think it's also a great example of uh, this new generation of kids that really addicted to that device I, don't, I, I liked her for a while now sorry i didn't like I, she just weird i just can't it's the communication piece it's the loss of communication like even even now i tell my kids like hey man if something's weird say it this whole i'm holding stuff in like stop me hey dad I just saw 30 deer in your backyard. Oh, uh, you what? Yes. You're the house, which is literally 10 feet past your house. There's 30 deer that was walking through your backyard, standing there and looking at our porch. Yeah. Yes. Tell me that. What the hell are you holding that in yourself for? What the communicate? Let's talk about stuff. Like that's just to me, that's weird. Like in, in this day and age, too. Like, 
I told my daughter and my son, like, bro, in a zombie apocalypse, I will let you die, bro. Wow. That sound bad, right? But hear me out. I get it. These kids be lost. And they have access and they've seen all this shit on these phones, on these movies. But then when shit come happen, they want they want to act, they want to freeze. Don't blame me. You have had all the training you need. Let's go. This little girl has seen all this stuff. She's watching friends. She's seen movies. Baby girl, you done seen some crazy deer stand there, about 30 of them. Say something said to her brother. Why are you talking to this nigga? He don't listen to you at all. At all. At all. I'm, I'm not you, even I'm looking at y'all. He look, he, he, he doesn't talk to you. Yeah, he talks to nothing. He talks through you. Go talk to your mom and your daddy. Go talk to Ruth. Go tell Clay. Tell somebody else. Just tell so, everyone. So, well, how did let's think about how we learned growing up, or at least how I learned, and then how my kids are learning. Right. right? So I get, I get what you're saying, right? But um, let me give you an example. It had something that happened to me in my youth. I've never told this story before. Um, We are coming up um, at this time. I'm a young adult, probably like 18 at the time. And I'm pressing up flyers in a rough area of Nashville, pressing up flyers because we're about to go promote this album coming out for a group. And I was a producer in the group. And while I'm pressing up, I don't know, people don't know this, but I don't know if y'all remember Kinko's. I don't know if it's still around. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. So Kinko's, like this was it wasn't FedEx then, it was just right. Kinko's, right? Yeah, you know, we're pressing this thing up and I'm out there and it's downtown Nashville. And I see something coming, and oh my god, it's coming so fast. If I had to relate it now, I didn't know how to relate it back then, but it's coming so fast and it, like it's you know, looking dark, dingy, like a little a black ghost just walking past me in the form of um, Tyrone Biggums. And I see it and I'm like, okay, I got time to work this thing out with Kinko's real quick and then I'm going to keep my head on the swivel. And then next thing you know, to me, in approximately 15 seconds later, this person is behind me, tapping me on my shoulder, asking me for some spare change. I turned around, I seen this black ghost in the face. And my first words was, oh, sh <laughs> I got my friend with me. He lives down there and he's <laughs> he's used to this, right? This type of environment. <laughs> and he's like, hey, dude, whatever you're doing, man, you don't do that. You don't talk to them. You don't look at them. You know, you just act like you're cool. Man, they will, you know, like pretty much let me know that they will see that you're scared and they will take advantage of you. Pressure. You know, you know, so it will it will be, you know, so but keep in mind. Hey, what? From, hey tell the old story, bro. <laughs> okay, I got I'm I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm like, but, I'm just, but all I'm saying is from there I had to learn, okay, this is like this is in this area right here, things are real. Whatever I thought I knew. It's totally different. See something, say something. You know, if I'm going to really keep my head on the swivel, it needs to be on the swivel. Don't try to turn around, do this real quick, and then come back. You know, be aware of your surroundings from this moment on. Yeah. I live my life like that, right? Yeah. However, keep in mind, young adult, just turning adult, 18 years old, and this is what I learned. She has no opportunity to learn those types of life skills and navigating situations because all she's navigating is an app 
Yeah. So yeah. that's that's why I'm trying to like be realistic yeah. because I talk to my kids about hey man you got to pay attention you know like you got to do you know look both ways before you cross the street like i'm still <laughs> telling my kids i'm still telling my kids that bro your you know? kids are young my son is 17 going to college dog he drives he has a driver's license certified by the state of ohio and i'll be telling bro your opsec is trash <laughs> you ain't see that nigga right there bro like bro peep your head up bro we could have got you got robbed i'm like i'll be yeah. telling like, bro you like we, we go we where he get his dreads retwisted re at is a dangerous part of of, of dating, right? Okay. And normally I go I go with him. I go with him. I'll drive him, drop him off. I'll, I'll take his car, I'll drive him, I'll take, take my car, and I'll just pull around, go somewhere else, and just, just keep posting. Like, I'll, I'll stay outside there, loaded, ready to go, just in case. Because it's crazy. I'm like, but he just, we, we go to a, to a gas station and pull out money. I'm like, bro, look, for one, there ain't no good gas stations around here. We, we pulled in too late. Be on your shit. We get out, he go to the thing, he ain't looking around nothing. I'm I, I gotta follow behind this nigga. He ain't he acting like I'm like, bro, if I wasn't here, bro, you gonna get robbed. Lunch me. You know what I'm saying? Like so, so back to what we're talking about with Rue. I'm, I'm saying with Rose. It's like they these this while they weird is cause they just they they ain't going through shit yet. The ones that ain't weird are the ones that's going through shit at a at a young age. And we and saying those ones we're not talking about. But we seeing all the ones that are being thrown in our face, all these weird ass kids has been yeah. sheltered, ain't going through, they don't play outside, they ain't got, they ain't got dirty, bro. I'm, I'm trying to think of how many times my son played football in the backyard with his friends, or basketball on the court in the neighborhood, or fucking what, what's that? Ultimate frisbee? Shit, I don't care. Like you know what I'm saying? Like just throw a ball, like without me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like, and that's and the one thing I'll say. My son ain't weird. He he picked up. He got it from his pops. So I'm telling you right now. Look out in in 20. I'm gonna say 20. Was it 2020? 20, 20, 20, 20, 2029. He about to slay the world, bro. I'm telling you, it's, it's something about John Finns when we come into our own. It's a certain. It's that. Get through that 18, 19, 20, 21 phase, 22 hit. About 22, 23, we start figuring some shit out about ourselves. And then from then on, it's just an up coast. So, hey, my boy, when you listen to this podcast, because he subscribes to us, by the way, uh, I'm proud of you. And uh, don't let me down, man. Don't fuck this up, all right? <laughs> ball, ball out, dog. Go through your little corny phase now and a couple years in college and shit. And get out there and slay. Make this money. You know and, what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll well, be here for you. I I say this real quick. It, it's interesting because you say that. I think about Rose's face, and she just had that that crazy glazed over look, almost like yeah. a, like a deer in headlights. Fucking zombie. Like, like I did that. I did deer in headlights. <laughs> See, well, but I think that's on purpose, though. I mean, I say yeah. I think that 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 look, but it makes sense. Yeah, it's just like she just. And you can look at it too that she sees the world different you know what i'm saying you can try to like make it into but be honest let's she was in a glaze she for was. a long time she was she I, I also think that's purposely done though right uh because sure. tr truth be told you know brent uh we're first generation americans not really though our kids like let's keep our it real let's are, keep yeah. it a buck, you know yeah. we're not we're not really you know what i'm saying well you are <laughs> 
you can say that, but not really though. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Um, born as an American, but when you think about yeah. first generation, yeah, first like, generation, yeah, my, yeah, 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 our kids. I came, you know, shoot, we still pretty much teaching our parents stuff, you know, to this day. <laughs> our kids, <laughs> no like, they, they're really getting it. Um, so from that perspective, we look at what these kids are going through and how they're being brought up is totally different than us. But truth be told, we all have our vices. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, right. Do. Um, our parents didn't approve of a lot of things that we did, even though we were raised differently. They, my, my parents got mad at me because when I was watching TV or relaxing or going outside and play with my friends, I was not reading a book, you know, mm-hmm. and they used to say that all the time. So you got to do something, you got to do something productive, right? And that was a thought process. However, whatever I was doing allowed me to navigate the world that I lived in. Right. From a space and a world where she lived in, believe it or not, as crazy as it is, her need for technology got her to the safe spot. That don't make any sense, but it got her there, right? She was like, hey, I'm going to figure this out. While everybody else was trying to figure out the way that they came up that wasn't working anymore with their conventional wisdom, her need for whatever it was helped her navigate and get to the safe spot before anybody else. So sometimes I think about technology, I mean, it's truthfully, as a parent approach, right? I tell you, my kids don't need TV. They don't need social media. They don't need all of these apps. They don't need technology. But if we have to keep it real with ourselves, in order for them to be successful when they're adults, they're going to need all no, this right. shit. All you know it. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, all of it times 10. <laughs> right. They better learn that shit now. That's a, that's that's a true thing. I, I, segue too. I like how you brought it into like her need for technology it was it, it was a little bit more it was her need to finish you know what i'm saying like it, 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 yeah but needed, think about it too it All wasn't right, just technology thing. like if, if someone could have you know what i'm saying like she needed to finish that story she needed to get con- a, a, a conclusion closure you know what the I'm one saying? thing that i was saying the reason why i pulled up on technology the way i did so much is because i think about technology failing I don't know if you remember the part of time in the in the um, movie when they were lost. She had on a shirt, and the shirt yeah. said NASA. NASA, yeah. And when you think about NASA, and you think about what their contribution to technology is being, the modern technology is extremely important. So when you think about what she was going to be able to do, for whatever reason, when you say laser technology, you think about what? Cell phone, you think about the, the chips in the... Uh, credit cards or whatever the case is that's NASA and if you think about the person who not really reading but you think about the most technology or technologically advanced individual out of the whole movie I'd say it's Ruth man because she had she had a navigator on her to get her to the promised land but what was the navigator to get her to the promised land or her internal judgment to go search some house he saw in the woods. That's not look, man. Her natural ability, and this is what kids is, is like so our generation, 
if we at our age, I don't think any of us without the dire need to go find help, we'll just walk into somebody's house not knowing. You know what I'm saying? Because we were like, yo, that's crazy. I can get my ass busted off of that shit. I don't know who up in there. I'm not walking around. But that, so this the naiveness, bro, it this is it, it, it goes more as a saying it's like her generation, they don't see consequence. Her her that was she stumbled onto luckiness. Everyone else is gonna go there because they use reasoning and and conversation to understand that that's the possible best place. Her was, I don't want to say pure luck, but I mean it kind of was. It was like, hey, I had there's no consequence. I don't care. I want to choose my. I'm done dealing with this shit. Y'all don't want to find me my movie. I'm gonna go find it. I'm just gonna go search, not knowing what's gonna come to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's not a bad thing. I mean, it honestly tells the bravery a little bit and, and the lack of the lack of knowledge and history and, and, and defining moments in, in youth, you know, but I'm not gonna give her a pass and say like she was just like she was so far past everybody else. Like her ignorance allowed her would you say to succeed? One more thing about it. At least just you know, just a different I mean, opinion. from my pers no, no, another I like perspective. It. I love it. I love what you said too though. The one thing that I'll say about it is I think that she was, even though she had a brother, I felt like she was uh, not just in, brought up as an only child, oh, yeah. but as a lonely child. Yeah, so thanks, thanks. the world doesn't know what she's been able to do. Yeah. Yeah, true. She, she could be a superhero for all we know. <laughs> She could be a superhero, and 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 that little moment was just her using her power, her intuition. You know what I'm saying? Like because they neglected her for so long as, as a lonely child, and she gr growing up as an only child with a with a sibling. Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. Sorry, brother. No, 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 man. Y'all y'all dropping some bars on me right now. Like I said, that's a great segue to some other stuff about that specifically. But if you think about another thing, Archie had friends. You remember when oh, they were at the beach? And old mm -hmm. girl sent him the message like, hey, mm -hmm. here's where I'm at. Find yep. my location, yeah. come see me. So yep. he had friends. Mm -hmm. The other part to this is the story that Rose was telling Amanda in the bed about the show The West Wing. Tell the story about the guy that lived by the river and they told him it was going to be a flood. He needed to get out of there. He didn't get out of there and they sent somebody with a boat, sent somebody with a plane or helicopter. A couple, like three different options for him to get out of there. Guy dies gets up to heaven and he's talking to God's like, God, why did you do that? I've, I've been on your team. And he's like, bruh, I gave you three different things. You didn't take advantage of any of it. What else did you need? And I'm trying to remember what Rose said exactly. Um, oh, she said, I think I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. I think I'm done waiting. She said, I think I'm done waiting. Rose yeah. said this. Yes. Next morning, she was gone. gone. So it also made me start thinking, how often are all the answers that we need right there in front of us? Mm -hmm. And we keep on pushing them out the way, pushing them to the side. We just don't want to accept what's reality, what's right in front of us. We still waiting on that, on that ram in the bush or that olive branch. And also, we got to accept that this new generation is going to lead us. We think... Yeah, you got to turn we, it over. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we got turnover. And yeah. it's also showing that with all of the st strategic planning and understanding, and, hey, we got to get this, and we got to get this, and we need this, and hey, this is where we got to go eventually. Let's, let's get here. 
you know, she's like, hey, man, y'all doing all this extra shit. Let's just go. Cut the middleman out. Didn't she go. let everybody know about the boat first? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. She was like, hey, y'all notice that shit? That's what I'm saying. She was very observant just because of just natural shit, just because of being alone all the time. Always being in her own world. You know what I'm saying? Like looking, like being, people who are like, um, Single kids, like what's it? What's it? What's it? Like lone chill, lone kids. Those people are some of the most observant people. Intuitive, yeah. Into because, but they're forced to. They're forced to live a life of watching. Their parents are always busy, moving around. Right? They don't have a. They're quiet, right? Yeah. Was they always talking? Yeah. Yeah. They don't have siblings, so they're always just they're 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 observant. They see things, um, and that's what she was. And you can see, like you said, Dwayne said it best: the lonely child, the only child. But, um, I think she had that upbringing with her mom being not a people person, just kind of just being in her own world a lot. She she's very observant. She saw that she was the first one. I brought it to their attention. So why why do y'all think? Because this is the other thing that just I I can't wrap my brain around. Still right now, no answer. What were the deer gonna do to Ruth that they weren't gonna do to Rose? I think the what I will say that um, I believe that we are all animals <laughs> naturally like we have like an anim- animal nature and if you go back to like just the jungle I'm, I'm this is wild and spaced out but if you think about the jungle there are certain animals that are able to be in a certain area and it's okay and it's all cool like they'll you know I'll let you into my vicinity it's not a problem there's certain areas but, you can't and, go, but but there's certain areas you can't go, and there's certain levels of energy you won't allow, mm. right? You know, it's like I, I we've all been with in a room of, with a person that looks exactly like us, and we're like, you know what? I'm not feeling that energy. We've also been in a room of individuals that are not looking exactly like us I'm like it's a cool vibe you know what i mean it, it's it's the same type of situation where if you think about an animal which don't have too much ways of communication or words and language you can still feel energy and that's what i'm picking up on from that standpoint it's like okay innocent nature harmless um probably just out on a search just like me i'm sure they they can hear better their senses are are different so they can hear heartbeats right here or they can they can see um how you're feeling or what you're gonna look like they can pick up on that level of energy and um just seemed like those those deer it was like the, the movie the birds when it came mm-hmm. down to uh <laughs> switch it up yeah it's like okay i mean i think it, if you look at the there was some type of attack the, that that noise that they were hearing like something was happening within that area that was allowing 
the a change in the animals as well right like we don't know the levels of bi biological attacks and stuff like we don't know what what it was we just know that chaos was, was, was building and that they were hurting and when they did that when they looked up at her what they wouldn't do i don't think it was it was more of when it was a single they were the dominant force they could trample this person they could horn her they could it, there wasn't a fear there wasn't it's was like yo why are you here that type of mentality and when the second one come in it's like I think that was just more for the, the movie wise to build that bond, but also to show that, you know, hey, the same way they say one person versus a beer, like if you, you know what I'm saying, or like a certain animal, you do so, you, you so dominance, like it just, man, they'd be like, all right, whatever. That same type of thing. It's like, all right, like, you know what? I ain't fucking with y'all today. Like it wasn't, I don't think it was a big deal. It wasn't something to show like, oh, well, she came now, it changed everything. It's just, hey, she came in to show that humanity side, show, hey, that I can protect this person. I I'm, I understand what she's going through. I don't want to watch her get trampled by these fucking deer. I can possibly save her and be a mom to this young girl. Let me do that shit. I think that's what the main focus was. The deer piece is to show that we, we think we are on top, but we're not. Like when push come to shove, these animals will fuck us up when we're scattered and, and we don't have um, companies to hunt, hunt them down and, and and cattle them around and cut them up and put them on plates for us. When we lose that, and we got to hunt them ourselves. It'll be a lot different. There's a lot of motherfuckers out here that can't kill a deer by themselves. I guarantee you that shit. Yeah. Even with a pistol, they'd be assed out. It might get fucking gored and die. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna add one more thing to it. I love that, Brent. Man, I don't know what the more we talk about it, the more things come in my head. This is what right. I think. I think about you know, um, when uh, Clay was driving away with that in that car and you saw that red stuff, I didn't know there was flyers at first. I right. thought it was a dust, it freaked me out, right? So, you but that was some type of red dust, the world's about yeah. to end, they're putting out some powder or whatever the case yep. may be. Um, and it and I think about deer as well from a nature standpoint animals they understand what's going on way before us like i said they can feel energy they can see what's going on in the world they see they're seeing planes in the skies and everything like that while we're not seeing those things you know, here. the vibrations of the earth yeah, and they, all these yeah. things that are happening they're like yo this is yeah they're feeling that so i'd look at it as also it was like a warning of what's to come and mm. or maybe uh symbolic of how we look at the world when we're in power all this technology we're the most powerful uh nation and all these things going on and then if we figure out or let's just think about the communist invasion and they figure out a way to cancel our strength and whatever the case may be you see the same things that you would look at as being the hunted are now hunting and that that's what I took away from mm -hmm. it too, especially with that whole I don't know when when I saw the the, the red flyers, that's all I felt like I think that was a turn in the movie for me and even going back to what the flyer had said. So when I think about it from that standpoint, you think about deer, yeah, they always hunted. Like people look at it like they're innocent. Like, they don't do anything really oh. to me. <laughs> like just I think they just exist, you know. Eat, bro. <laughs> but we hunt them. Yeah, Americans like we really hunt deer. It's like deer hunting season. That's the thing. My homeboy is um, in Mississippi right now hunting deer. Uncle Jeff, I think he, I think they just killed two or three bucks. 
bringing back venison and deer meat. So, yeah. Sorry, deer. So, from uh, Brent, Dwayne, and Joe, YOD Podcast, this is not the Midnight Madness Edition. Come in, check in for Friday's Midnight Madness Edition. We're going to do that with some bet lines for the weekend. Uh, we signing off. Talk to y'all later. Thanks. Reach out to us and tell us what you enjoyed about the episode or what you felt like you disagreed with the episode as well. We'll have all that information in the show notes. And please share the podcast with your friends and family, friends of family and family of friends, because there's not too many things better than the community developing together. Remember, your life only gets better when you do. Work on yourself first and the rest will follow. Let that be a testament to your own development. See you next time.